Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, a podcast that takes just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, why Elon Musk is in trouble again with federal regulators and the latest departure from what was once Time Warner. But first, President Trump buys Facebook. Okay, no, not literally. He doesn't have that kind of cash, even by his own generous estimates. But his re-election campaign is spending a small fortune on Facebook ad buys and a slightly smaller fortune on Google ad buys, according to data shared with Axios this morning by brand communications firm Bully Pulpit. It is the most any presidential candidate has ever spent on ads at this stage of a campaign and easily dwarfs the spending of his Democratic challengers. So just to put it in context, Trump has paid out $4.5 million to Facebook and Google just in 2019, while the most any Democrat has spent is $595,000. And that number came from Elizabeth Warren, who, like President Trump, dislikes Facebook and Google's business models, but is eager to leverage it for voter support. It's also worth noting that while Trump's 2020 campaign manager is somebody known for analytics and audience targeting, much of his spend so far has been kind of this national blanket with just some small targeted ad buys in swing states like Florida. The Democrats seem to be doing the same, particularly given their early fundraising and name recognition needs. The bottom line here, we're headed toward another social media election, despite all of the hand-wringing from 2016 about fake news and filter bubbles. And what that means is that companies like Facebook are going to be winners, no matter which candidate gets the most votes. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios Media reporter Sarah Fisher. But first, this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech. From the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to Get Smarter Faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. We're joined now by Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher. So, Sarah, both Trump and the Democratic candidates are spending more on Facebook than on Google so far. Is Facebook the better platform for them? I think that's what we're seeing. I mean, at the end of the day, Facebook is a very emotionally driven platform. And so the environment is people coming together around things like news, around things like community updates and, quite frankly, politics. We found data that shows that Facebook is driving around 30 percent of news around politics and uh, law, whereas Google's only driving around 9%. So you could see why Facebook might be a more endemic environment to political ads. But a lot of that's inorganic, right? And you mentioned this in your story this morning, that, that so much of, for example, what's about Trump is shared news. Some is positive, some is critical. Why spend so much on what is obviously advertising on Facebook when if you're Trump, you're on Facebook anyway? You're, you're covering Facebook. I tell this to every brand, every politician. It's not enough to have a one-tiered media strategy. You need earned media, you need organic media, and you need paid. And having a well-rounded media strategy is how anybody needs to accomplish their goal, whether that's getting someone into office or selling a pair of socks. And so, yes, Trump gets a ton of organic media, but it might not be the message that he wants to send. You know, the message that he's trying to send now is a national message to anyone who could be on the fence about whether or not to reelect him. That's very different than what a story might share about him. And you said you said in your story that, that Trump is kind of got this blanket strategy right now geographically, right? So some stuff targeted a swing state like Florida, but you might be in a kind of hard blue state or hard red state and you're getting Trump messages. Is that true no matter who you are? In other words, if I am a registered Democrat who is constantly posting anti-Trump stuff on Facebook, am I getting his ads? I mean, there's going to be different iterations of ads. Sure. So we know that they're running thousands of different types of creative and that they're experimenting with creative all the time. So what an ad looks like to you in one state might be different from an ad that's targeted to another person within that same state. But 
yes, I think that the Trump campaign has always been pretty sophisticated about how they're targeting and who they're targeting. So if they determine that you're someone that is not even close to being on the fence to voting for Donald Trump, they might not even bother targeting you at this point. And they are. there was this reputation going into the 2016 campaign that the Trump campaign was not sophisticated. You heard this from people with inside the, the Republican National Committee, too, that, you know, the Democrats were way ahead. So did Trump out maneuver on social, the Democrats in 16, and have the Democrats, from your perspective, are they have they caught back up? One of the things that you'll hear from Democratic consultants and ad buyers all the time is that the people who held the purse were often TV consultants. They were people who'd run successful campaigns for decades in a non-digital era. And so to them, it did look like the Trump campaign was wildly disorganized. Look at them. They're just you know throwing ads on digital. They don't have enough cash on hand to get a big TV buy ahead of a big rally. Well, what the Trump campaign proved is that that strategy that we've been using for decades might not actually work. It might not be the lay of the land anymore. And so I think we, you know, gave Trump in some cases too much credit after the 2016 election for being so sophisticated. In reality, he used the platform as intended. But I think one thing that we're now seeing is that we might not be giving him enough credit for what he's starting to do ahead of 2020. And I'm just curious, and I don't know, the the data you got this morning from Bully Interactive, Bully Public, do we know within Facebook what that breakdown is? Because when we talk about Facebook, everybody thinks of the big blue box. But Facebook is Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. Do we have any sense what the breakdown is in terms of the ad spend of these folks? I haven't checked it by platform. I mean, one thing to definitely note, though, is that there's way more politics and advocacy advertising on Instagram this time around than there was last time around. Uh, Facebook is an interesting buy because where you're going to get people who get out to the voting booths, especially for someone like a Trump campaign, they tend to be older. And so a lot of those people are actually still on the main Facebook app. So you can see why the Facebook app itself would be attractive to the Trump campaign. But I'm sure they're going to be leveraging Instagram moving forward. It's still where a ton of eyeballs are, over a billion users worldwide. Uh, I would not be shocked to see more Instagram ads this time around. And safe to say from all these candidates, we should also be expecting to see a lot of advertising on things like Twitter, Reddit, etc. Everywhere. I mean, digital is something that you can't afford to silo yourself in. Now, Facebook is a great way to spend that money because it's easy. You can optimize creative really quickly. You can do a ton of iterations, pull them down, put them back up in a day. Facebook provides great infrastructure. We saw this during 2016. Facebook embeds were in with the Trump campaign and had offered to be in with the Clinton campaign to help them optimize their campaign. Do we know if they're going to do that again this time, the embeds? We don't know if they're going to do that again this time, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. By the way, embeds is not, you know, a controversial thing typically when it comes to ad campaigns. I mean, most big corporations and big spenders, whether you're Target or you're AT&T, you're going to have somebody from a platform holding your hand and telling you how to spend your millions of dollars best. So uh, that wasn't as controversial, in my opinion, as some of the media reports made it out to be. So the president is out this morning with a tweet, and this came out just hours after your story, uh, attacking Facebook and Google again for, quote, being on the side of radical left Democrats. Uh, But am I right in saying, actually, the only presidential candidate so far that's had their ads at least temporarily taken down was Elizabeth Warren when she had an ad up basically calling for Facebook to be broken up? And that was honestly just a technical error. That was because her ad featured uh, something that looked like a Facebook logo, and that's not allowed. Um, And by the way, that's a common policy across advertisers. Are we going to then see this presidential campaign, and and whether it's Liz Warren on the Democratic side or somebody else, where you're going to see candidates from both parties attack, attack, attack the social media platforms and at the same time hand them bags of money? Absolutely. That's the biggest hypocrisy in politics right now. Everyone says, you know, we need to put big tech on notice. Elizabeth Warren Launching her campaign under the platform of breaking up big tech, well, Elizabeth Warren is spending more money on these platforms than 
any other Democrat right now. And so the key difference there, though, Dan, is that most consumers are not going to check the Google and Facebook political ad archive and check how much Elizabeth Warren or Donald Trump is actually spending. Uh, that's what he, we in the media do. That's your job. Sarah Fisher, Axios Media Reporter, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Dan. My final two right after this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique smart brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now back to the ProRata podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Elon Musk's latest tangle with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. So you might remember that Musk first got into hot water last year, tweeting about how he had, quote, funding secured to take Tesla private, but he didn't have funding secured, and he got sued by the SEC for fraud. The two sides ended up settling with an agreement that, among other things, required Tesla to create a vetting process with lawyers for any material tweets Musk wanted to send about the company. But then Musk sent out yet another tweet that bothered the SEC, this time about previously undisclosed production forecasts, and Tesla allegedly hasn't vetted a single one of Musk's tweets before they were sent. At some point, Musk and Tesla will realize the rules do apply to them, particularly the rules they explicitly agreed to play by. Finally, Kevin Tujahara quit as head of Warner Brothers Movie Studio yesterday, following allegations that he had worked to help a girlfriend get movie parts. Now, it's obviously a bit sordid, but the bigger picture here is that Tujahara was one of several top executives from the former Time Warner who have left since the company was acquired by AT&T. So, for example, both HBO's CEO and head of global distribution are out, as is the former head of Turner Broadcasting. The bottom line here is that AT&T completed its takeover of Time Warner last summer, maybe 10 months or so ago. But now, AT&T really owns it. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Grassi and Tim Shovers, have a great national Let's Laugh Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast. <laughs>